0: Can we talk about the noodle arms yet? Oh, f- dude! <laughs> we already you know. I've waiting what? for this. We-
1: Welcome to the What's Already Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crutcher. I'm here with my co-hosts Matt Zinhyder.
2: Better red than dead. And Alec Purchase. Let's
1: get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and tell a f- fuck I don't even know what to say guys. It's been so long. Tell a friend about us. Come on, Jay. Dude, I know. Go ahead and hit the like, subscribe, bell notification buttons first. Uh that way you can keep up with all of our episodes and then help us grow the podcast by telling a friend, family member, superhero that you know some person that runs really fucking weird. That that works as well. Um Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, so it's fun. We appreciate you guys being here listening. With that, we are here to record The Flash. It was released June 16th, 2023. It was written by Christina Hodson and Joby Harold. It was directed by Andy Muschetti. It stars Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kaye. Ben Affleck. This list is weird. Like <laughs> Michael Shannon, uh, Jeremy Irons, uh, and um, Ron Livingston. Maribel Verdú. Her too. I. This movie has me so off kilter, guys. Like I don't even know. Like, so that's the list I'm gonna read, and then we'll talk about more. But before we do this, let's let's uh, get this. The biggest bitch and moan I've heard about with this movie out of the way, and the one that I was like completely and utterly distracted by with throughout this movie. Uh, before I do that though, let me go ahead and read a synopsis because, sure. Uh, Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. The synopsis is just as confusing as <laughs> the story. Uh, CGI in this movie was balls, dude. Like some of the worst I've ever seen. I thought we reached peak garbage-ass CGI with Superman in Justice League. Nah, <laughs> that was great shit compared to ninety percent of this CGI. It was distracting. Was it meant
2: to look good? Like especially the time travel part. Was it meant? Was I supposed to be? Oh, that's that's human actor form. It got to the point where I was like, no it's not meant to look like that but then they flash right back to Ezra Miller who uh, the flash who was the human i was like man this is this is back and forth it's not helping them
1: well here, so here's the worst here's what i okay i'm going to read this from the director Andy Muschietti and you guys tell me what you think and then i'll tell you what i think so he's been the the director's been getting trolled on twitter since it came out about the shit cgi Like, how bad it is. And he, in a quote, here's his quote. The idea, of course, is we're in the perspective of the Flash. Everything is distorted in terms of lights and textures. We enter this water world, which is basically being in Barry's POV. It was part of the design, so if it looks a little weird to you, that was intended. There's the quote. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, don't practice extreme ownership and pretend like it was intended. Blame the shit that was going on with strikes in the CGI department or whatever else. Fuck. Pass the yeah. rock to someone else. I mean, that's where you're the director. Just go look
2: down the food chain and who do you want to chop their balls off or, or plug up... I can't say that. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, try to be a respecter of both... Both people here, but um, that's bad. That's an over explanation. It's just like just say just say it was bad, or say the budget wasn't there. Like just be honest, or just say you know what
1: it wasn't very good because we're not stupid. Yeah, you have an easy out in this movie, by the way. You have a couple of them actually because yeah, Ezra Miller one. fucking went off the rails right after or during filming, after filming. You can't get him back for reshoots. You can't like. Went off the rails, okay? That's excuse number one. Doesn't work so much for the CGI as well, other than you were forced to do some shitty CGI with him because you couldn't do reshoots. Excuse number two, which makes way more sense, is in post-production, WB was going through, Warner Bros. was going through massive amounts of change in their leadership, their company structure. They were sold. They changed the CEO of, of the... DC universe to a new guy like they completely overhauled it so you know that their budget got cut you didn't get extra budget for this movie it was way over budget to begin with but you're not getting extra budget to fix your CGI horse shit or get high quality because this is the they they also had to rebrand this movie as the uh, soft reboot for the DC universe Because of the change. So just own it. Yeah, our CGI blows. Don't try to tell me you made it look like shit on purpose. Because here's the other problem with that theory is... You can say that it was designed to be in a water world. To make, you know, the POV of a speedster. So everything's a little funky. But it wasn't just when he was running that it was shit. Like it was garbage when it was supposed to be a normal pov. Like I was watching it going this looks terrible. I it, it's it's it was distracting. And I don't we talk about CGI quite often here, but I don't I'm usually in the middle. I'm like, look, I know not all CGI is going to be great. This was terrible. And I went into this movie trying to be gentle. Like I really was. Like I had low expectations, but then I had heard a lot of apparently fake great things about this movie, because like coming down the pike, you'd hear all this shit about oh, it's a great, it's a, it's awesome, it's done well, the story's great, the acting's great. So I was like, okay, I know there's always some fake reviews and things like that that are there to bolster a movie and get people to go see it, but I was like, there's too much positive coming out of this for to be it to be that bad. No, even going in soft and with very low expectations. I was in like kind of hopeful. I, can't, I had 20, 30 minutes in. I'm like, the fuck am I watching? Like this is ass. And it's terrible. Cause it's my favorite DC character.
0: See, I was in that camp kind of where I was pleasantly surprised, mm. but CGI is not at the top of my list sure. of things that like bother me about a movie. Uh, for me, it's more, did I enjoy and have fun? And so like, even in that terrible CGI sequence where he's like saving the babies. Yeah. I was giggling. Cause he sticks one of them in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, <right. laughs> I didn't care about the bad CGI because he had this humor component going with it. Cause I went in with uh, below bare bones expectations mm. and I left kind of going, I, I wasn't upset. Like I'm, You know, was pleasantly surprised because I expected to absolutely shit on it. Mm. Um, But yeah, the CGI—that's terrible. It's terrible. And whoever this Moschetti, guy is, uh, yeah, don't take credit.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. don't try to, don't try to own that shit. No, pass the buck. We did that on purpose. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, and it's not like like this guy's made some decent movies. Like he's not like a. He's not like an out of control director. That's like, you know, the second coming of like anybody great. But he's made like he did the the new it movies, like that was okay. him. He did Mama, which is a very weird horror movie. But it, oh, it was I a, seen that one. Oh. It was it was decent. <laughs> he was a producer on a on the uh, Netflix show Lock and Key, which is based on a really cool series of books. Um, And it was pretty good. Like, he directed a couple, I think, and then he produced them. But, like, yeah, he's done some decent movies. And then this. I (laughs) I was like, fuck. It was rough. Anyway, but kind of to your point, there were moments where I laughed. Like, I did find some comedy in it. But I also felt like it got tiresome. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess as an overall theme, this is one of our topics, but it's a long ass movie, longer than it
0: should have been. It, it was dragging for me there for uh, quite a bit. Yeah, oh, we are. We already know how I feel.
1: Yeah, two and a half hours is a little much for this.
2: Well, it didn't help with when they slow things down, and I know they need to do it, but there's times where you probably added solid five minutes of just doing that alone, and then some of the exposition. I will say some of the. Some of the dialogue was actually surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be in this movie. Um, there's just so many things surrounding it and the length, and just Ezra Miller being someone I really don't like. He's in like the Aquafina category for me, where I'm just like, no, like, no, and it's just a lot to overcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for everyone involved in the movie besides them because they've created a lot of issues for this film because they're nuts. There's something wrong with them and they need to get help. And I'm not judging like, look, we all have our own issues, but I I have a hard time, like not having some issues based on what they've done. And yeah, anyway, there it is. That's, I I didn't want to get, I don't want to get too far into Ezra Miller and, and their issues, but yeah, they didn't help this movie at all. Can we talk about the noodle arms yet? Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> we already know.
0: For, <coughs> for I've been listeners, waiting for this. <laughs> we,
2: we know how JJ feels, but then when it was on again, because it's been a while since I've seen a Flash movie since like Justice League, and I was like, man, like, because I'm the one that added this topic, and I, I, I was just trying to put salt in the wound for Jay. Um, but we had to watch it multiple times. So I was like, man, every time. Why did they think, why couldn't he run like Tom Cruise? Because that's how people run. What's this elongated... It's just who, who I don't know where DC said that's the way to do it. And Warner Brothers is like that, but they're dumb. Like,
0: I don't get it. I don't either. And I've never understood it. I I had a thought. OK, um, because the way that, you know, they have Barry Allen whipping his arms around looks like an inline skater. Yeah. And the yeah. way he runs is like he's always in the middle on the yellow line of the road. Right. He He moves like an inline skater. So I I do wonder if it was like a conscious choice. I don't agree with it because you've got Ezra Miller whipping their arms around like, you know, half cooked spaghetti. Um, And it's distracting. (laughs) So distracting. But the actual conscious choice, like it, it would make sense to me if you explained the reasoning behind it. Um, And it doesn't take too long to throw something in there real quick about, hey, why do you run like that? Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, give a short 30 second explanation to make it all go away instead of just having it look even dumber as fuck when he's running slow motion.
2: I thought they were going to make fun of themselves when he lost his powers and was running in a circle and it didn't work. And that is his other self asking like. Why, why are you running like that? And then, because that could have been a great joke because they yeah. kind of made fun of themselves and it really would have been, not that it, I still would have hated it and it's a stupid decision, but it would have been funny.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. And it drives me crazy because even the inline skate and it, look, here's the stupid part is it was better in this film than it was in Justice League because in Justice League, it wasn't even like an inline skater. It was like, he was like, trying to throw a discus is what it looked yeah. like. He was swinging his arms all out wide and like he was like, or like he was DJing or like wax on wax off shit while he's running in this one, at least he toned it down, but there was a couple of moments where it was really obvious. And I was like, Oh fuck, there it is again, is. <laughs> Cause it just, it doesn't look natural. It doesn't look right. It looks dumb. It's a dumb choice. It, it completely ruined it. But then, And the worst part for me was I actually saw one of the trailers showed the Flash running and it didn't look like he was doing it. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, maybe they finally got him to go. You look like a fucking moron. Stop it. Run normal. And then he didn't. I was like, what a fucking letdown. I was like, this sucks. Anyway. But is that
2: Ezra Miller's decision or is that someone else saying we need to... Uh, I it, it just asked the director again. Yeah, see what he says.
1: It was you either don't ask him the or... director; he's gonna give some bullshit answer. Well, it <laughs> wouldn't have been Muschetti because that would have been a that that came about in Justice League, yeah. so that would have been a Zack Snyder thing. So maybe it had to do with the you know two oh, four o- by three <laughs> aspect ratio just didn't fit. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a dick! Uh, maybe you know, no, I maybe it played better it. in black and white. You don't know. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, I do want to talk about Supergirl because I'm kind of conflicted with Supergirl. Well, okay. Hmm. Le- I've got our topics here. Maybe I should rearrange them a little bit. How about we talk about the multiverse first? And I say that only because I okay. think I need to explain Flashpoint because I'm assuming you guys haven't read the Flashpoint comics or don't no, know anything we're not, about Flashpoint.
2: My level of nerd is not your level of nerd, JJ. Yeah.
1: So Flashpoint is, mm, it's one of like, so Marvel has their – infinity comics right the infinity war comics infinity saga comics whatever where it was like a big crossover event like almost all their major superheroes were involved well the flashpoint was one of those for dc and that's loosely and i mean very loosely what this is based on um the premise being barry allen going back in time to save his mother It plays out very differently in the comics. And the worst part about it, the part that frustrates you the most is, especially with all the cameos that we have from the current and past Batman, Superman. I mean, obviously, Henry Cavill wasn't in there, so that one's not happening. But you could have... And we'll talk about the other ones later. But you could have had something that played out or not include Superman, which is fine because they replaced superman's character was supergirl in this version which i'm okay with um and it plays out similar in the comics to where he's not they don't flash can't find him nobody's even heard of superman but it's not the russian government that has him it's the american government has him and they've had him since he was a child locked away from the sun because he doesn't get his powers right so, but with all the Batman's, all the cameos, the, even the, the post-credit scene with Aquaman, you had uh, Super or, uh, Wonder Woman shows up. Like, you had, you're obviously bringing in these characters that are continuing on in the new DC universe. You could have done a more comic-accurate version of Flashpoint, and it would have made sense. And it actually is a pretty adaptable storyline in that Barry goes back not, but then when he wakes up, he doesn't remember going back. He has memory loss because his memories are readjusting to the fact that he changed the timeline so that his mother was still alive. And before he figures out that it was him, he blames everything on reverse flash, which is his main villain in the comics, Eobard Dawn. And so, he, they're all look, He's looking for Thawne to try to get him to reverse it because Barry doesn't have powers in the new Flashpoint. So, <laughs> what they could have done, because they already had these cameos, is one of the big changes in this new universe is Batman is Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is the one that gets killed in the alley, so Thomas Wayne, his dad, becomes Bruce, Batman. He's a brutal... Brutal Batman, like, similar to what we saw. Like, he's not afraid to kill people. Like, he's brutal, okay? The other piece of that is, Superman's not there. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are having a civil, like, this giant war, like, war, where most of Europe is underwater because of the Atlanteans. They flood most of Western Europe, and the Amazonians take over the other half of the world. And so, you have... What is it? it Wonder, or Aquaman is uh, Emperor Aquaman, okay? And Wonder Woman leads the other side. And they are at this constant war against each other. And so it's a very interesting... But you have both of them in this fucking movie in some way, shape, or form. You could have done that or at least hinted at it. You don't have to go down the big inroads that the comics do for those two sides of the story. But you can imply it instead of bringing back Zod in some weird-ass decision right and then the whole idea is to find and then you get to introduce reverse flash which is a very interesting character who's the one that tells he's now that Re- flashpoint has happened reverse flash is manipulating events so that he can become a hero because that's what his characters always wanted was to be the flash but he ends up going the other direction And then Barry does have to get help from his friends to become, to get his powers back, and does it in a different way, but in similar. Like he almost dies by trying to get electrocuted with, electrocuting himself, and then he gets additional help. There's a lot to go in there, but you could have done a version of that without all the weird shit. And then of course the Superman thing is, is that he's in a the reason in this. Mattson answers your question when we talk about Supergirl and why was she so weak? It's because she's never been in the sun. If there, but they never explain that. They, there was one line where it's like she's been in here for a long time, or she might have been in here since a little being a little girl. But it's in the comic version. They it's said that Superman was in there, Kal El was in there as a baby, or as a child at least. And so he's they're powered by the sun, the red, the yellow. Yeah, I sun. get that. So
2: part of my question, I guess, keep going, and then I have a question. Well, I was just
1: say that's why she was so weak and she kept getting tired because she she'd been out of the sun for probably the majority of her life, so she hadn't built up that quick rebound that like we see that Superman has when he gets hit with the nuke in you know Batman v Superman or whatever it was, and then you know he recovers very quickly because of the sun, but that's because he's been in it his whole life. And in the Flashpoint, he's weak that same way because he's not been in the sun. So this, he recovers and he gets his strength and he can fly and he can do all that. But he's not the same Superman because he's just now being introduced full time to the sun that way. So his body's got to adjust
2: and get used to that and control it. It Just felt like they made Zod OP'd against Supergirl because he brought out that little thin stabby blade. And I was like, oh, okay, but that never would have happened to Superman and... I I thought the only thing that could pierce Superman was I guess that's metal from Krypton so maybe that's why it worked then.
1: It, um It's not. It's because she hadn't she hadn't been in the sun long enough. Like she was almost impervious but with someone with Zod's strength.
2: So she was like basically like Zod, but Zod's just more power. He's just strong badass dude and he just whooped her and yeah. she wasn't like uh, Superman who had drunk the radiation of sun and was like super, super. And then, but then Zod honed in on his battle. Yeah,
1: I got it. Okay. Yeah. That
2: makes more sense to me.
1: And that's that, why Superman that, was able to take down Zod in his movie was because Superman has been absorbing that radiation his whole life. Yeah. Zod okay. was able to fight back in his soldier because they were born to be soldiers. So they had skills yeah. that Superman didn't. But in, yeah. in in that in that okay. section, he gained powers and he'd been there and he was figuring it out like he did in Superman or in the, you know, the Man of Steel. But she hadn't been around to be able to absorb. Like, he would have hit Superman. He just would have went flying regardless of the blade. She wasn't built that way yet because she hadn't absorbed enough radiation for long enough to be yeah, pretty much impervious to everything. But they don't explain it well. Like, if you're not a nerd and you don't understand, like, the concept of that you're gonna you're gonna like, be like wait I, why? I figured
2: i figured it was that way but the way with how superman is set up you just you're like well wait if this is this universe's version of superman which happens to be a woman this doesn't add up and that's where they didn't reprogram the user to say hey like this isn't what you know based on what you said and i know they have to do it differently in the movie but like you said they didn't for the average watcher, they didn't set that part up very well because it was confusing. Yeah.
1: Well, and they could have... Barry Allen's a genius. So one extra line yeah. of him saying, oh, she's not going to be like my Superman yeah. because she's been in this fucking dome for her whole life. Like, that's all you had to say. And now it makes sense. Yeah, like more when sense. they're
2: fighting, being like, hey, we, we got to help her out. She's going to be strong, but I don't think she's going to be like super, like my Superman kind of thing. be like, oh, yeah. yeah makes sense. That's cool. it.
1: It's all we needed, but instead we get, wait, what the, did she just get stabbed and it didn't do anything? Cause I, even I was like, that's weird. Cause they acted like she was full power. Right. Yeah. Until that moment. And then yeah, I was like, and it,
2: that's it. Cause that's where I was like, wait, that happened like way too fast. Yeah.
1: Other than that little moment where she was beating Zod's ass. And then she kind of had that like dizzy spell, and that, but it, it that's not an explanation that's more confusing than anything else so yeah it just it was done poorly and I think that was because they were trying to incorporate pieces of Flashpoint that, that don't fit without the rest of Flashpoint and so like that was the and to me there was no character development whatsoever until the very end of this movie and the most of that character development was like a six or seven minute sequence of a conversation with dark flash. And like, I was like with flashpoint, like you could have made a movie where this entire thing is about consequence, which is what flashpoints all about. And instead we get this running hour long, not as funny as it should have been duo of Barry Allen's that had like, it was a comedy show for an hour. And then Great to see Michael Keaton back for 20 minutes, and then we get this final fight sequence, right, that leads us in. I was like, you could have had a two – for two and a half hours, you could have had a pretty decent recreation of Flashpoint with actual character development and some interesting cameos like Wonder Woman and freaking Arthur being on opposite sides of a world war leading two superpowered peoples with no one in between – there's no Superman to balance it out, right? To say I'll beat both your asses if you don't fucking knock it off. So it's just it's such an interesting thing, and I feel like they wasted a great storyline that wasn't that hard to adapt, in my opinion. Now, I'm no I filmmaker, say, here, but one
2: thing I have to say is I did enjoy Michael Keaton with Bruce Wayne explaining the multiverse in that way. I was like, oh, yeah, that actually worked quite well. Like they Marvel should take a page out of that because I was like, oh, I left. Them. I was like. Spaghetti.
1: Sauce. It's perfect. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. Um, And I think for me, and I don't know, this kind of goes into, Alec, your topic of funnier than expected, and that is, I thought Michael Keaton was hilarious. But Michael Keaton is always hilarious to me, so I thought he saved the parts of this movie he was in. That was my opinion on him, anyway.
0: I'd agree, but I, I mean... So going into this, right, because DCs are always a typically darker universe. Yeah. Right. And then you put, you know, Double Barry Allen and I found myself chuckling at stuff. And I was like, why am I laughing? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be laughing. But when he's like hunting down metahumans and he calls up uh, Aquaman's dad and he's like, your wife, <laughs> the queen of Atlantis, and he looks at the couch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. I did chuckle. I that. was dying, or the broccoli thing, where he's like, "Here, oh, yeah, taste yeah. it. So much flavor." Yeah, no, it's terrible, huh? It's awful. It was like, like this shouldn't be funny, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it was uh, you know the day I watched it, I was just in a good mood or what, but I was cackling at just about everything, even down to like you know when Barry number one is trying to teach Barry number two how to do everything. And he gets halfway through his sentence, he's like, Oh, it shifts through the floor. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. I did chuckle. Even I, like, there's, I was like, Oh, they, I w- <laughs> they
0: hit a good level of humor. I was surprised because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more doom and gloom, you know, my parents are dead, boo hoo, wine, 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 <laughs> kind of the typical stuff you get in DC and comic books. Uh, but I was, like, oh, my gosh, I, I shouldn't be laughing. That's a dumb joke, but I love it. And <laughs> I just kept laughing. Um, so it was shocking to me because uh, it's not what I expected. And that might be a contributing factor as well, is that I was caught off guard by the jokes and I just laughed. And then it just you know steamrolled into the next laugh. Uh, but I was like, this should not this movie should not be this funny. And it was.
1: I did laugh a handful. Of, like, I. I think I was ashamed, though, after I would laugh, like, that I was laughing at it. Like, I laughed, like, I, despite myself when he was saving all the babies. And the first one, like, he jumps past the babies to get yeah, food. Yeah, this candy like, bar. Like, and he's shoving, like, a burrito in his face before he sends it off to knock the scalpels out of the way. Like, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. But I was... And that's yeah. like, I, and I, that's my own problem, but that's my thing with the movie is I would laugh and then I would go, stop fucking laughing at this shit. It's not good. <laughs> but I would still the, laugh. The Eric Stoltz in oh, fuck, yeah, Back was, to the Future. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, that was, part where he's like, it was on it. He's like, that's not even the right body part. And he had lifted up. I was like, was, upside yeah, down. I was like, that, that was, co- that was gold right there. I was like, there's no yeah. way. But my favorite one was when Wonder Woman puts her little lasso of- oh. on Batman and Gary <laughs> yeah. Allen. Because Batman's saying some stuff he knew. He realizes it's hard to untie. He's like, "Fam, <laughs> yeah,
1: He's trying to untie it. Well, <laughs> the funny part about it is like, the, and I'm okay with it. Because the lasso of truth, like they have some funny moments like that in the comics. But it's it doesn't usually induce you to just say random shit like it does in the movie universe, which I'm okay with, because it's funny like that. But yeah, Batman's just like, I would never admit that to anyone. Like <laughs> my, ego, my ego is way too big to yeah. say thank you to anybody else. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of sex, but I've never experienced... He experience? looks super... No, I... You never come back from that, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I thought they did a pretty good. I think they
2: they crossed a little bit where it almost felt like uh, the most recent Thor, where they they forced a couple at times. But I actually appreciated, like Alec was saying, I appreciated the level of humor. But at times, I was like, "There's no where's where's the grit? Where's like the the dark? Where it, what I have come to love about DC, and there wasn't enough of that in this movie." Uh, they they got too far removed from that. Um, so I, I, I guess I wanted a little bit better of a balance, but DC's proven that they can put some jokes in. I was like, all right, you get a little bit more of that vibe, but still stay true to your roots. That's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what I wanted when I talk about the Flashpoint, because one of the big bases of Flashpoint, like I said, he doesn't remember that he did it. He thinks it's someone else, like a villain that did this, right? Because it's a villainous move. Like, yeah, it's not a good look to do what he did. And then he absorbs the, the speed force so that it goes away. Like that's why he doesn't have his powers and he makes, so he's made it. So he doesn't remember, he doesn't have his powers and he's on the verge of completely losing his memory and it's shifting to this new universe and new, so that no one will remember what it was. And so there's a lot of opportunity for that dark and heavy reflection. And the whole time the reverse flashes in here, like, Basically, throwing it in his face that you fucked up, dude. This is your fault and your problem. And you either have to make a choice of Mama Allen or the world. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? The
2: moral implications are profound and compelling and interesting. And it didn't land in the way that it should have felt grand and heavy and serious. And it just never because that terrible CGI for instance in the spinning orb and the way that they showed the time, which I, I, I liked the present the idea of it was yeah. interesting. I was like, all right, let's give me I'll give them a concept. Cause it wasn't normally, it would have just been like a montage flashback or you kind of have like a slider, you know, <laughs> yeah. I liked how they presented it. It just didn't land, but you needed cause I, I, you guys, you know me, I love movies that make you think you're know, like, what would I do? Like, would I, would I really go back and be Barry Allen and just, screw the world. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me, my mom, and my family. And it never really felt like that. I needed more of that weight because that's an interesting conundrum. If you have the power to do it, shoot, man, there's going to be people that are straight up going to go do it to say, I wouldn't do it. Like if Tay died tomorrow and I had the power to go do it to say, I wouldn't probably do it or at least very much entertain it. That's not, that's not true. Anyone that says that is a liar. Yeah. And I wanted more of that because that's, that's a juicy topic. Mm-hmm. I did like, like more, more Bruce Wayne where they talked about it a little bit, but cause I, I miss Ben Affleck. I really liked him and I was like, man, just give us some more exposition. That could have been really cool. Could have been awesome. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and I liked the part too, like, cause the one emotional piece that I really felt they got right was Barry Allen. Number two, being so compelled and driven to be a superhero by his other self Mm-hmm. that he eventually becomes the villain, which happens a lot to Barry Allen in the comics, by the way. There's a lot of Flashes, and not all of them are good, and there's a lot of subtlety. with That's one, one of the reasons that the Flash is one of my favorite comic characters because he's, he's goofy, and he's awkward, and he's funny, but he's also got some pretty heavy shit that he deals with in his comics, typical of DC, but I liked... Because he was so goofy as the regular Barry Allen that he was annoying, but then when they get to that last fight, he wants to be... He wants to impress this other Barry so much because he's watched what he's gone through and what he's done and the fact that he's a hero. He wants to be that so bad that he turns into this villain that almost ruins everything. Like, it's just so interesting to me, but then ends up being the hero because he takes... He saves Barry, the real Barry, or Barry number one, right? So... That was the one heavy impacting, and then there was a great emotional moment at the end with his mom when he resets everything. But,
2: Well, that and the, the math. I really like the math equation thing where they tied mm-hmm. that where you can't solve everything. That, that little thread, and I was like, that's, that's right in gold right there. They did well with that part. Yeah.
1: So there were moments where they really got it right. I just wish there was more of that on hard top to have of a, the funny.
2: Every moment land in two and a two-and-a-half-hour movie, you really got to be on your game. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> Especially when you got an hour and 20 minutes of pure forced comedy and then 10 and minutes of garbage <laughs> CGI oh, taking it. Each part. So bad. So bad. Um, there's a couple things. So we're going to talk about the cameos right now, though. So many Batmans like, oh,
0: my gosh, I was waiting for Christian Bale to show up in the crowd and I, <laughs> and I was waiting for Robert Pattinson to like be in the courtroom. Um, then we got George Clooney at the end. I was stoked. I was mad. I was stoked I was to see mad. Clooney. I mean, it make, it made a little bit of sense because he still changed everything by moving the tomato cans. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what I was like, okay, you had this big moment about not changing anything, and then you still went and go and change something. Yeah. But we got Clooney as
1: Batman. I was so. I would have rather it been Christian Bale than Clooney though, because the Clooney <laughs> Batmans are so fucking bad. Oh, they're terrible, but I love them. They're some of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. So when it was him, I was pissed. And apparently, there was a there was a deleted. Wow, I just fuck his said his name, and I can't get it out of my mouth now. The other Christian man, Bale, Christian Bale. There was apparently a deleted Christian Bale scene. Oh, uh, that would have been funny. Yeah, I would so. have died.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> Michael Keaton did a great job.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Um,
0: Ben Affleck does a great job being broody Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and then having Clooney show up at the end, I was like, okay, I see what you guys did there. I'm buying in. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm just waiting for Robert Pattinson to make an appearance in The
1: Flash 2. Well, I hope so. I hope that because <laughs> here's, here's my only issue. If this is being billed as a soft reboot, right, and this is canon within the new DCEU that we're getting from James Gunn, does that mean that I'm going to have to deal with Clooney as Batman again? Cuz they've already said <laughs> that Pattinson's Batman is a standalone universe. See? It's not yeah. part of the DCEU, though they're going to continue to make those movies. It's a different universe. It's not That's connected so to that. Stupid. I know. But and I get why. Like look, I understand why James Gunn is doing what he's doing, but if it were me, you got you just got rid of the two, in my opinion the two best that are still, you got rid of Henry Cavill, you got rid of Ben Affleck. For whatever fucking reason, because I know Ben Affleck, it was more that he he was done with it as much as everybody, he they were done with him. Henry Cavill obviously would have come back based on Black Adam. My problem is, look, I like Aquaman fine. Fine. I like, I love the first Wonder Woman. We've talked about that. And if they can get back to that, I'm game on for Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman.
2: Oh, we'll see her on screen either way, Jay. Yeah, I mean,
1: sure. Keep her her going. I'm fine with that. But if you're (laughs) going to wipe out certain characters. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) If you're going to wipe out certain characters, though, just fucking do it all. Sorry. Everything. We'll we'll release the Aquaman movie. We've already shelved Wonder Woman 3 for now. Like, we're just starting over. And I would be like, that sucks. I love having Henry Cavill as Superman. It's going to be hard to replace him. But I get it. Right now I'm in this dual fucking feelings in my feelings a little bit because I'm like you've kept some of them and got rid of the great ones that were that I want to see more of. I don't care if I don't see more Jason Momoa. That's just the truth. I don't care if I see his his Aquaman. I just don't. I'm on the fence about Gal Gadot cuz Wonder Woman 2 was garbage and so I'm like Ugh. I that love her. More bad. It's more bad writing, sure. But I'm like, I can, t- based on my last interaction with Wonder Woman, I can do without it, right? Henry Cavill was the linchpin for me, and I love Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne, and he he does a, he's fine as Batman, but Dude, I love him. He has him as the best one. He has oh. the
2: best Bruce Wayne, hands down. Like even the, the little scenes, I like, damn man, yeah, he just so kills good. that,
1: so kills good. it. So, I and I and so again, I, I feel for James Gunn. It's not an easy position, but if I were him, I would have just started fresh on everything. So we're releasing the ones we're too far into production to, to can, and they're part of a, an outside universe, which we've now introduced with The Flash. Now we're going to start in an, a different universe, and we're starting fresh.
2: With Nick Cage as Superman. Yeah. 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 Tim Burton, that never happened, but I read about it. It sounds like it might happen.
1: No. Because... It I might.
0: So
2: that's really one that got me just
1: He looks I like Con Air Met
2: it. Superman.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's just like, okay, so let's talk about the cameos. First of all, Nick Cage, it was horrible. He looked horrid. The, if you've ever read the synopsis for that planned movie, it was fucking dumb. I mean, and yeah, you know it was bad, Cage. but you know it was bad <laughs> when you get replaced with Brandon Routh. In Batman Returns. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> if it was that bad that they're like, well, we're just going to do Bat- or Superman Returns and fill it with a bunch of people that are, were kind of known. And then it, it's acted Like it's so bad. That movie was so bad. They didn't even include Bl- Brandon Routh in the cameos. You had to put a cameo in that didn't even exist <laughs> instead of one that actually did. And so it's just like, what the fuck? And then, The Christopher Reeve thing pissed me off. It actually made me angry. And the reason that it did, not because because Christopher Reeve, I grew up watching those movies. That guy was Superman to me, right? But he had this unfortunate accident. And to me, he became a powerful spokesperson for disabilities and people with disabilities. And he only allowed, after his accident, he only allowed, people wanted to CGI his ass into shit all the time. And he and standing, and because it's this motivating thing, he only allowed it once. And it was in a commercial about research to help with handicap, I, I hate that word, with disabilities, right? And research to fund to overcome that. He is passed away. He has no trust to speak of to be able to give permission or not permission but by virtue of the fact that WB own, Warner Brothers owns the original, they can call it archival footage, no it wasn't. That was pure fucking CGI. If they had pulled a scene from the one of the movies that he was in, I wouldn't have had a problem. But you CGI'd his ass into something that didn't exist for this movie. He would not have given permission for that. Because they tried in past movies and he said no. I find that Terribly disrespectful. I hate it. I And I know that's my opinion. It can be out there. Nobody has to agree or disagree. I just it bothered me when he popped up and I almost walked out like it made me that mad when he when he turned around. I was like, no, they did not. Anyway, that was I hated that moment. Hated it. That's fair. And I knew it was coming too when they showed George Reeves and Adam West. I was like. No, they're not going to do it. No, they're not going to do it. And they could have done it with Helen Slater as Supergirl that they that was standing next to her, and it would have been just as interesting and meaningful and would have connected to the movie that they made because Supergirl was in this one and left Christopher Reeve out of it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Other than that, there were some interesting cameos. Like, the other one that's pissing people off is the Jay Garrick, the weird flash with, like, the... <laughs> The Icarus oh, yeah. hat, like because his face looked a lot like the guy that played J- a version of Jay Garrick on the Speed Flash TV show from CW, but he didn't get credit. They called it an unknown actor, and but it looks <laughs> fucking a lot like the dude. <laughs> so I I think they made some mistakes with these cameos, and I get why they did it, but I think it was I think it was a mistake. Well, it's also kind of contradictory to your
0: soft reboot. Yeah. Right? Like, cameos come later in the reboot. But if you're trying to start something fresh, you you leave that out of it. Because that's always going to be messy, is bringing in older characters, cameos, even multiverse stuff mm-hmm. is always messy. And you got to do right. You almost have to, like, earn that, right, with your soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta be four, five, six movies in uh, that are decent and, you know, not just keep rebooting it after the third one. So, I I, I see where you're coming from because it's like, you, you, you haven't earned those cameos yet, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it felt like Muschetti went to WB and said, hey, can I throw a bunch of this shit in there? For me, and I called it the shock value. Like, it was for shock mm-hmm. value. It was like, Oh fuck! They did it. It was for the nerds to at the end of the movie to make you have this like hurrah moment of like, oh that's so cool to make up for the how garbage the rest of your movie was, and like that's what it felt like to me. And I and like I said, I would have been perfectly fine with all of it if they had just left Christopher Reeve out of it, because that's the first time we've seen him standing other than that one Super Bowl commercial since his accident, and it just I was like. Mm. I don't like that. But anyway, that's a that's a dangerous... I feel like that's a dangerous movie trope that we could talk about yeah. as a standalone episode because they did it with uh, Star Wars 2 with, with uh, oh shit, Moff Tarkin with the actor that plays Tarkin in uh, Rogue One. And that was... They got his family's permission. So I'm like, okay, if they're willing to have it happen, but that's a dangerous road to tow pulling that in. yeah, And it's one thing to do it with living characters, like they've done it with Luke Skywalker, but Mark Hamill's there, you know what I mean? Like he's on set, giving... Yeah, that... Posthumous performances are tough for me when they weren't involved and have no say in it, but that's a weird opinion. Especially when they're like big
0: names. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Like Christopher Reeves, Peter Cushing, like these guys are... Big time, old timey actors. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, with this new AI and everything, you could keep pumping out the music, keep making the movies, because at some point, it's going to be like they never died.
1: If you wanted it that way. Yeah, and that that scares me. Like that's a there's a yeah there's some moral implications there. That for me at least, I go. Hmm. Morals. morals. I don't have a lot of morals. I know that's a funny thing for me to say because my moral. Yeah, I was gonna say my morals are pretty low. DJ's moral compass. I was like, man. But one thing that I'm very big on is personal choice, right? And Christopher Reeve doesn't have a choice in that situation. Well, Peter neither Christian does R two D two. Inanimate object, dude. <laughs> that's a yeah. I mean. And I'm talking... Until it has feelings, Jay. I'm talking... And well, and R2-D2's a character. I'm talking about a human being in Christopher Reeve yeah. and Peter Cushing. Like, these it's are not, Superman, it's Christopher Reeve. I'm just
2: trying yeah. to get Westworld on Jay, and then he's going to have no answers. I don't, I don't know. I uh,
1: just... Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Anyway. then I don't have much morals, so for me to be mad about it, it's a little weird. Because I'm usually like, whatever, do what you got to do. But I don't like yeah. people doing something... It's the same to me and this is gonna be weird, and then we'll this will be the last thing I say on it it's almost like and maybe this will help you connect with me, Matt and on this one it's like the college football thing right or college sports that universities were using their name and likeness to make money, not directly right, but they would sell jerseys with a number on it that are associated with a player, and those players weren't paid for the fact that they were using, but the university was and that popularity of that player helped drive sales on jerseys and tickets and things like that. That player deserves, because they're being used, their likeness is driving revenue, to be able to have some choice or to be compensated. Christopher Reeve, Peter Cushing, don't get those choices. They're being used as a way to drive, because people are saying, oh, Christopher Reeve's in this. He has a cameo as a Superman. Well, people are going to go, maybe my parents go see that, because they love the Christopher Reeve Superman. How is that okay, right? Like, I, mm, anyway, that's that's to me a very shitty, yeah. but it's an analogy that to me makes sense. I just don't like people using other people.
2: I didn't care about the college thing until universities are making the buku amounts of money they've been making for like the last 20 years. I, before, I thought getting a free education where much of America and the world couldn't was good enough. But then when you got into these crazy buku millions, then I think the narrative changed. Yeah.
1: Agreed. All right, well, let's rate this thing. I'll go because I want to stop talking about it. Oh, man, I tried to like this movie. The Flash is one of my favorite characters. I don't care for Ezra Miller uh, based on the things that he's done. That's my personal judgment. I know he needs some help. They need some help, so get them some help. But I, you know, I just I feel like they should have scrapped this movie personally. But I went into it trying to like it. It had moments. I think there were some moments that were really good. There were some great story beats where... They put some emotion into it. It had some funny comedy, but overall, like, I feel like I didn't gain anything or uh, this movie just felt pointless to me because I know what's coming with the DC universe. The soft reboot, I feel like wasn't done in a way that makes sense to me. And maybe James Gunn will fix my opinion on that in future movies. But right now, this movie felt useless to me. Um, as an overall. And then I just didn't enjoy it. The CGI drove me crazy. The dialogue was kind of terrible in a lot of ways. Like It just was a lot of issues with this movie that I had. So, But it could have been worse. Um, So I'm going to give it a 2 and go from there. There were entertainment. There was entertainment value to it, even though there could have been a lot more. It was very fucking long uh, and drug on quite a bit because it was just forced shit so there it is two for me i won't watch this ever again unless i'm forced to violence that's about it so there it is mattson you go buddy
2: uh, i'll give it a two <laughs> i think a lot has been said this it's funny that this podcast went as long as it did because jj hated this movie but talked about it the most it's usually how these things go <laughs> i've been there myself go back and listen to zack snyder stuff i go crazy <laughs> um, <laughs> This movie it's long like I, I it's funny I actually haven't had to say it because my counterparts have it's very long it's or I mean it's like 30 minutes too long at minimum it's it's long there's times it feels real slow at times part of the movie feels like we're repeating uh, why am I forgetting Superman? what's the one with Henry Cavill? Why, I don't remember what that's just called. This yeah, league?
1: No, it's... No, uh, before that. Man of Man, right? Steel.
2: Yeah, Man of Steel, which I love that movie, but we definitely have. I was like, oh, we got like 20 minutes of Man of Steel going on in here, which is fine when Henry Cavill's in it, but <laughs> he's not in it. <laughs> so um, there's just nothing that was compelling, but I will say I appreciated DC showing that could do some jokes, and I think if they can take that to the future of tying that, with keeping it to DC's roots of being a hard gritty movie because this movie was not that. And I absolutely appreciate DC for doing that. I just think they need to have, a, at times they insert a little comedic relief. I'm hopeful for what's to come, but I just really, as a Miller, as the flash is not my cup of tea. And that's really just where this movie never really started and certainly didn't finish for me. So it's to never watch it again. I have to say it because I love the guy in this. i I'm going to miss Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, really going to not, well, really is Bruce Wayne, but man, he's just, he, would love, he was only on the screen for like, what, three minutes? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe at most. Ah, it's, I'm going to go back and watch Justice League or Batman versus Superman, the extended edition again, which I just watched two months ago because he's just, he's got that rolled down and I miss that. So just want to say that. Good job, Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah. All right, Alec, bring it
0: home. All right. I'm going to come in a little higher than you guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I think it was middle of the road. I wasn't upset that I went to go see this in theaters. And I was surprised that I wasn't upset to go <laughs> see this in theaters because I was dragging my feet and dreading it the entire drive there. Um, I laughed more than I thought I would. I enjoyed elements of the story. Um, it did drag here and there. And, you know, Man of Steel, I've seen it. I don't want to see it again like Matson <laughs> was talking about. But I was, you know, an, I, I knew enough going on that I wasn't completely lost, which is very rare in any kind of comic book movie for me. Uh, So I was, you know, on cloud nine as it were. But I think it's a decent watch. I don't know if I'd go to the theater to go see it. Wait till it comes out on HBO. Uh, But as far as watching it again, I might if I have literally watched everything else that's available and I'm still trying to avoid my chores. But (laughs) Uh, I think it was definitely middle-of-the-road movie. I wasn't upset with it, so two and a half. It's a lot
1: of chore avoidance. You'd be surprised at what I can get out of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that about you, my friend. I, <laughs> I really do. Um, so there it is, The Flash. Uh, hopefully James Gunn picks some things up, does things better, cause, and doesn't go down completely his... Uh, um. Suicide Squad Road, because that one felt forced, too. But anyway, here's hoping for the DC Universe moving forward. Um, with that, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us when they're not listening to our ridiculousness. Happy to, JJ. It's been a while. I'm kind of rusty on these yeah, things. Totally.
0: <clears throat> so thank you for tuning in to our review of The Flash. Kind of surprising, but if you're going to take three years to release your movie, you might want to make it better. Just a bit. Um, with all the extra time that you had. Uh, We appreciate all of you tuning in to listen. And if you're looking for more content, you can find us wherever podcasts can be found, including Stitcher, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, or the Tube of You. Um, Exciting news, our June experiment seems to have been a success. So we'll be continuing doing that in future exploits where we kind of vote on categories for different movies and go back to some older stuff. If you would like to vote, on the categories that we choose, the way to vote is to join us on Patreon, where every dollar earned goes towards finding Matts in his forever home. With that being said, I will turn it back to the Wazir of WAP, Jack Dunn's baby,
1: a JJ. Yeah. Did you talk about our current patron?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. He's got a great name. What name right changed name?
1: Oh, dick Picks. Dick Picks and no drama. <laughs>
0: Yeah, special <laughs> shout-out to Dick Picks and No Drama. I hate you.
1: <laughs> I forget what it was before that, though, cause there was a bit, because in between our June recordings and this one, there was a whole other name that I forgot what it was. But I've repressed the memories Let we me pull up my notes. I feel bad because it <laughs> was there and it was great. But, yeah, Dick Picks and No Drama. I don't even remember where that one came from, but kudos to him. He always pulls out some great jewels of, Ridiculousness from our episodes and recordings and such. Yeah, I think it came from. He's a the, doozy. I think it came from one of the post recordings that I put on Patreon. Patreon for him to watch. It sounds like something we talk about in post recordings. Yep. Well, there it is. As always, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Mike, hasta la vista, baby. Cinematica.